0: You're listening to the NASM CPT Podcast with Rick Ritchie, winner of the Share Care Emmy Award for Social Storytelling and the official podcast of the National Academy of Sports Medicine. Hey, y'all, and welcome to the NASM CPT Podcast. My name is Rick Ritchie, and today we're going to be talking about the muscles uh, as we continue on with the anatomy of the hip muscles that work in the transverse plane. So the external rotators and internal rotators and the frontal plane, we're going to be looking at the AB ductors and AD ductors. So um the last episode that we did, instead of saying the muscles of the sagittal plane, we just said hip flexion and extension. But in the title of this one, we couldn't say hip external and internal rotators and abductors and adductors. It's just, that's a terrible title. So we went with uh, the frontal and the transverse planes, the muscles, the hip muscles of the frontal and transverse planes. So let's get into it. Let's talk about external rotators of the hip as we continue in our anatomy conversations about the hip. So we've got external rotators in the hip. And I am pulling this information from one of my favorite anatomists, and he is a, he's a doctor of physical therapy. He's a PhD. His name's Dr. Newman, Donald Newman. And I have several of his textbooks. It's been a long time since I've updated my textbooks like that. But uh, Dr. Newman is somebody that I had throughout my, my education that I had his textbooks. And when I was an adjunct professor doing anatomy courses, then I would use his texts as well. So with that being said, we've got muscles that are external rotators and Dr. Newman separates these into what we call primary and secondary muscles that create these movements. So let's talk about external rotators of the hip. The first one in the primary mover list is going to be, what is it? The gluteus maximus. The gluteus maximus is going to be a primary external rotator of the hip. Then we've got four more muscles that externally rotate the hip. And I'm going to give you um, a little interesting nugget of information. It's not the piriformis. It is not the piriformis. The piriformis is not considered to have enough advantage to consider to be a primary hip external rotator. However, we will add to that list. We've got the obturator internus, the gemellus superior, the gemellus inferior, and the quadratus femoris. So the quadratus femoris, the gemellus inferior, gemellus superior, and the obturator internus. Now there is an obturator externus as well, not one of the primaries, not considered to have enough advantage to be considered a primary external rotator of the hip. So we're going to go through this list again, because that is your external rotator list. You're ready for it. Ready? Here we go. The primary external rotators are the gluteus maximus, obturator internus, gemellus superior, gemellus inferior, and quadratus femoris, those are five primary muscles that are external rotators of the hip. Now, we've got several. We've got another list of five muscles that are internal, I'm sorry, that are secondary rotators of the hip. So, there's going to be gluteus medius, posterior fibers. Gluteus minimus posterior Fibers, all right. So we got those two: glute med and glute min. Posterior fibers will both help to externally or laterally rotate the hip. Then we've got the obturator externus, the piriformis, which are two we kind of spoke about, and both of which, which, if you're going to add in the muscles of the rotator cuff of the hip, the obturator internus. The obturator externus, gamela superior and inferior, quadratus femoris, and the piriformis, which we sometimes refer to as the piriformis and the go-go queens. Gamela obturator, gamela obturator. And then the queens would be the quadratus. So just a little mnemonic, helped me remember uh, what it is. I learned that when I was in school, the piriformis and the go-go queens. It sounds like an excellent band. If anybody ever comes out with a band called Piriformis and the Go-Go Queens, I don't even care what music you're playing. I'm in. I'm in. Hook it up. You want to go to the concert? I'll be like, yes. And it's entirely anatomy jam, and I'd be there. So we've got the muscles that are secondary, external rotators, glute medius and minimus, posterior fibers, the obturator externus, the piriformis, and here's the last one. You ready? Biceps femoris, long head. The biceps femoris, the long head of the biceps fem, excuse me, is one of those muscles that just based off of origin and insertion and the direction at which the muscle crosses over the joint at the hip. It has an advantage to create lateral or external rotation at the hip. Now, this in in my understanding is probably why the, the biceps femoris Seems to be so overactive compared to semimembranosis, semitendinosis. And that is because the biceps femoris does basically all the joint actions that the glute max does it does hip extension and it does lateral rotation. And it does other things too. But I also think that if the glute max is probably not holding up its end of the bargain and we get that synergistic dominance then the real muscle that's doing so much of that synergistic dominance is going to be the bicep femoris, and that can lead to fatigue and then injury, especially in high-performance activities. And that is at least a um, a narrative as to why that can happen. All right, those are the external rotators of the hip. The internal rotators of the hip. Ready? Here, we're going to start with the primary internal rotators of the hip. And they are not a thing. There is not a single muscle, not a single muscle that has the advantage of rotation that would be considered a primary rotator for internal rotation at the hip. Not a single one. Now, there are a lot of secondary muscles that can be considered internal rotators of the hip. But none of them have the mechanical advantage that says, yep, you are a primary breadwinner in this range of motion or in this joint action. Because it's not. And you think about it. Like, your internal rotation of your hip, super weak. Which is weird, right? Because... A lot of times we see people inadvertently going into valgus positions or knock kneed positions. <clears throat> and it's not because all of these secondary muscles are super overactive. Doesn't mean they aren't. But the issue is that there are the external rotators and abductors that aren't strong enough, that aren't stabilizing, that aren't maintaining a neutral position at the hip. So we have a bunch of secondary internal rotators of the hip. We've got the gluteus minimus, anterior fibers, and the gluteus medius, anterior fibers. Now, remember, posterior fibers for both of those muscles were lateral rotators. The anterior fibers are medial rotators of the hip. And when I say medial, that's internal rotation. If I say lateral rotation, that is external rotation. They are the same joint action, different words. Kind of like the, the... transverse plane and the horizontal plane, we've got multiple names for uh, a lot of different things within our our vocabulary of anatomy. We also have an internal rotator that if I were to say like there's one that may have more advantage than the other, I would say the TFL. TFL is an internal rotator, but it just doesn't have the mechanical advantage to be primary. None of them do. So it is a secondary medial rotator of the hip. So we've got glute medius and minimus anterior fibers, have the TFL, the tensor fasciae latae, and then we've got a few of the adductor muscles here. We've got adductor longus, internal rotator, adductor brevis, internal rotator, pectineus, internal rotator, adductor magnus, posterior head, internal rotator. Primary? Mm-mm. All secondary. All of those muscles are secondary internal rotators of the hip. So what does that mean? Well, if we are continually going into internal rotation, then you may want to address this either through or both through um, myofascial rolling and some stretching. But you can never just focus on that. That is just, hey, let's get these muscles relaxed so that we can stretch right? And then if we stretch them, let's strengthen the other side. And you guys are very familiar at this point, probably with the uh, corrective exercise model that NASM developed. So we're going to inhibit, we're going to lengthen, we're going to strengthen or activate, and then we're going to integrate. So once you do the foam rolling and the stretching and the activations, then start moving in these real, like, integrated neuromuscular patterns so that you can teach them to work harmoniously to maintain that range of motion, to maintain that stability, to maintain the neurological means at which you want to control the joints. All right, so those are your internal rotators of the hip, glute minimus, glute medius, anterior fibers, TFL, adductor longus, brevis, pectineus, and adductor magnus, Posterior fibers or posterior head. All right, cool. So, those are, we've talked about external and internal rotators in that transverse plane. So, let's talk about the frontal plane. We've got abduction and adduction. Let's talk about the adductors, the adductors. To add is to bring together. So, what are you doing? You're bringing your legs together in the frontal plane. We've got a group of muscles that do this. And we're going to go through those muscles, that series of muscles is going to be, right? We've got um, pectineus, we got adductor brevis, adductor longus, adductor magnus, and gracilis. Or the mnemonic, which might be able to help you, is peanut butter leaves me greasy. Peanut butter leaves me greasy. Pectineus, peanut, pectineus, butter, brevis. Leaves, longus, me, magnus, greasy, gracilis. Those are your adductor muscles. That is the adductor group. When we talk about the adductors, those five right there. But there are other muscles that adduct duct. The uh, biceps femoris can help to adduct. The biceps femoris, uh, sorry, the uh, glute maximus posterior fibers can help to a deduct the quadratus femoris. The obturator externus are all can be contributing factors for that. The piriformis contributing factor to a bduction, a I'm sorry, a deduction. But it's the primary movers, the pectineus. Uh, Adductor brevis, adductor longus, adductor magnus, and gracilis are your primary adductors. What about abductors? Abductors, all fibers of the gluteus medius, all the fibers of the gluteus minimus are abductors. The TFL is an abductor. TfL is an abductor. It helps in a lot of things. That's because of just where it's placed in the body, but it is a contributor to multiple things. And then what are some secondary abductors? Sartorius. Sertorius is that long muscle, the longest muscle in the body, and it is an abductor, secondary muscle that does abduction abduction to abduct to move away it's an abductor all right y'all That's a little uh movement a little anatomy to help us better understand what's going on in the body what muscles we can strengthen what muscles we can lengthen what muscles we need to focus on to help refine movement identify movement to understand movement appreciate you thanks for listening Like, subscribe, share with your fitness friends and family. Uh, Leave a review when you get an opportunity. I'd appreciate that. And then also, if you want to reach out to me, you can do so. Hit me up at rick.richie at nasm.org or DM me. You can hit me up on threads or Instagram at doctorrickrichie you Y'all keep inspiring people to fitness. Thanks for listening. This has been the NASM CPT Podcast.